Hello, my name is Madeline Douglas, and I am creating this podcast in order to talk about eating disorders, uh, specifically eating disorders in males. And the information provided in this podcast is directed towards the general public, but I mainly want to focus on speaking to young men in their late teens and early 20s, because this is when most eating disorders start to appear for that population. And mostly I want to make it known that male eating disorders exist and are valid disorders. There is a major underrepresentation in research and in our society as well, but this does not mean that the disorders do not affect men. There's this horribly pervasive idea that men cannot suffer from eating disorders or that eating disorders are only experienced by women, and this is extremely dangerous and can lead to severe pathology surrounding food and eating habits. I do have a small idea of how scary and debilitating having an eating disorder can be. A number of my very close friends and a few family members as well have been diagnosed and recovered, thankfully, from different eating disorders. And I really believe that because there is a large amount of information and resources available for and directed towards women, that they were able to get ahead of the problem before it became too serious, uh, for most of them anyway. I have also known several guys over the years who were in the same position in terms of nearing a diagnosis, but they were adamant that men could not have eating disorders and that it's only a girl thing. So this podcast is for those guys. I did all of this research for them because I want them to know that they are deserving of all the love and help and support that they can get in order to be happy and healthy in their bodies. So I'm going to give an overview of two main eating disorders, anorexia nervosa and bulimia nervosa, and then also the complexities of treating these two disorders. So let's start. Anorexia nervosa is essentially characterized by three main things. There is an adamant refusal to maintain a normal body weight. The diagnostic criteria requires the individual to weigh less than 85% of their expected body weight. And individuals with anorexia also have an extremely intense fear of gaining weight and additionally a disturbance in the way that they experience their body and its shape, meaning that they believe themselves to be much bigger than they actually are. There are two different types of anorexia nervosa. The restricting type is what I believe to that most people think of when they think of anorexia. These are the individuals who use extreme and excessive dieting, fasting, exercise, things like that in order to lose weight. One point that is important to make about this disorder, though, um, is that women typically focus on thinness, but the little research that has been done on men shows that they tend to focus more on muscularity rather than the actual thinness of their body. And this is not to say that men cannot experience thoughts relating to thinness, but that a substantial number of diagnosed men are concerned more about muscle mass or the lack thereof. A study completed by Murray, Griffiths, and Lavender reports that pursuing muscularity and striving to increase lean mass may promote a unique array of disordered eating symptoms that differ from those associated with the traditional pursuit of thinness, with that traditional pursuit being attributed to the female experience of anorexia. Uh, these researchers also found that moderate, they also found moderate to large associations of eating pathology, muscle dysmorphia, and a drive for muscularity. The second subtype of anorexia nervosa is the binge eating and purging subtype. 
These individuals experience all of the same cognitions as the restricting subtype, but these individuals tend to eat smaller amounts of food and use compensatory strategies more frequently. So they are still meeting that requirement of being less than 85% of their expected body weight, but they are using compensatory actions in order to keep their weight down. This subtype is similar but not the same as bulimia nervosa. Bulimia nervosa is a second eating disorder that I'll talk about today, and it is characterized by recurrent episodes of uncontrollable periods of binge eating, followed by some form of purging or compensatory action. The binge eating is usually within a small amount of time, like two hours or so, and the amount that they eat is substantially larger than the quote-unquote normal amount of food that one would eat in, like, in an individual sitting. The main attribute of this binge, though, is the fact that the individual seems to experience a lack of control over how much they put into their bodies. They, they cannot control it. They cannot stop it. The purging actions, on the other hand, are used to prevent any form of weight gain due to the immense caloric intake of the binge. It is important to note, though, that the binges are not always junk food. It can be healthy, but the point is that it's an excessive amount of food in a small amount of time with that lack of control. These different compensatory behaviors can include things like self-induced vomiting, misusing laxatives or diet pills, fasting after the binge, or excessively exercising. And to meet the diagnostic criteria, an individual needs to have at least one binge and purge within a single week for three months, at least three months. Males tend to use fasting as, and exercise as their main compensatory mechanisms, but females usually use vomiting as their purging behavior. And I actually became interested in this topic when I noticed that our textbook for this course has only one short section of the chapter on eating disorders specifically dedicated to men. There is one subsection titled Eating Disorders Among Young Men, and it's two paragraphs long. In the entire textbook, this one subsection is de is dedicated to men. And I find it interesting because there are a number of aspects in our society where women are not involved enough or of which they are intentionally left out. And this is one of the few areas that is actually the opposite. And I say that it's interesting, but it's also very, very dangerous with very real consequences. Male eating disorders are rarely discussed and there's not enough research about the topic, which is absolutely unacceptable. Most of the research regarding eating disorders in terms of course and symptomology are based on females, even though we know that sex differences exist and that men experience different cognitive, behavioral, and physiological symptoms. Especially due to the high mortality rates associated with eating disorders, this topic should be a very real concern, particularly, particularly due to the fact that we live in a society that obsesses over outward appearance and body shape. If more research is not done to understand this issue, then the number of cases and resulting deaths is going to continue to rise. In terms of treatment for anorexia and bulimia, there aren't many options that are especially great at treating the disorders, which is why we need more research to be done. Cognitive behavioral therapy has shown some beneficial effects for combating bulimia, and this is done through attacking and identifying those maladaptive thoughts in regards to weight and relationships with food, which then affect the way that individuals behave. We know that the way that we think 
influences the way that we act. So focusing on the attitudes and beliefs surrounding eating, in theory, changes the behaviors that support dieting, binging, purging, those types of things. Anorexia nervosa is much harder to treat, and this is because it has many more negative effects than bulimia. Not in any way to say that bulimia is not a serious disorder, because it very, very much is. But for men specifically, anorexia is six times more likely, six times more likely to lead to premature death than bulimia. And this was shown through a study conducted by Quadflake, Strobel, Knob, Voderholzer, and Fichter. These researchers plead with clinical practitioners to be aware that eating disorders in males can be a deadly disease, which needs careful attention and intensive therapy. And I would also like to note that this is definitely fatal for women as well, but this particular study that I mentioned was focused on men. Anorexia nervosa needs an entire host of professionals to work together in order to treat the eating disorder. It's an extremely involved and complex process trying to refeed someone who has lost such an immense amount of body weight and mass, and it takes very detailed focus and attention from both medical and psychological professionals in order to help an individual recover. So the critical next step in this field is to do more research. There is an absolute dearth of information with respect to the male population with eating disorders, and it is negatively affecting those who may be in need of treatment. It is very important to discuss this topic much more often because it is very much likely that reports of eating of male eating disorders are underreported solely due to the fact that men may be unaware that they even qualify as having an eating disorder, which therefore means that they are not receiving the psychological and medical treatment necessary to recover. So that was a lot of information, but my hope with this podcast is to provide a bit more info, if nothing else, but hopefully some support too to show that you are not alone and you do not have to suffer. Men absolutely can have eating disorders and that there are people who support you and want you to be healthy. Thank you.